What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. I'm your host, Drew, and thank you for making me part of your week. In this upcoming episode, we have a very special guest with us as I was able to interview Damon Talbot, who is the founder of NFLDraftDiamonds.com, which specializes in bringing small school guys to the limelight. Today, we're going to be talking about the four most notable UB Bulls going into the NFL Draft. So stick around and let's have some fun. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I have a very special guest with me today. He is the founder, owner, and operator of NFLDraftDiamonds.com, which specializes in drafting, or drafting, in draft scouting of smaller school guys, interviews. He has everything from podcasts to uh, mock drafts. Just a fantastic website. Make sure you guys go and check it out. Again, that's NFLDraftDiamonds.com. I am speaking with Diamond or Damon Talbot. I'm sorry. How are you today, sir? I'm doing well, man. Once again, How are I, you? I'm doing fantastic. Once again, thank you for agreeing to do this with me. Hopefully, we have a good time here talking about some UB Bulls. Hey, I love it. That's my team. Uh, you know, I, I got into them not too long ago, you know, maybe about five years ago or so. I really wanted to start getting into, you know, to more of their program. And I have not been disappointed. Obviously, the basketball team has been doing fantastic. The football team has gotten into the AP Top 25 for the first time this past year. And, you know, it's to heights that just a few years ago, probably nobody would have thought they would get to. Yeah, it's definitely true. My nephew actually goes to school there, so I'm a huge fan, and uh, I've been watching UB football for, golly, for years now. That's my team, so uh, they have an exciting football team. They do have a great basketball program as well, so can't wait to see it keep growing. All right, so I asked you on here because, obviously, like I said, you, you kind of specialize in talking about small school guys, and with the Bulls being a very small school relatively in football, Uh, I wanted to talk about the four guys from UB that are going to be entering the NFL draft and maybe your thoughts on, you know, some of their strengths and weaknesses and, you know, maybe their overall um, opportunity that they, that they might actually get drafted. I wanted to start with Antonio Nunn, the wide receiver. He's probably the least known of these guys because the Bulls weren't really a passing offense. They were a lot more of a running offense. And like I said, he didn't really have career eye-popping numbers, but this past season he did have 83 yards per game in this COVID-shortened season, which would have put him on pace for over 1,000 yards if they played 14 games. My uh, my question is, like, what are some of the things that you think that he does well? Uh, he's a speedster, man. If you watch his film, the kid can get open. I think you're right, absolutely right. They don't throw the ball enough. He only had 37 receptions this year, which is crazy. But on 37 receptions to rack up 584 yards is pretty impressive. You know he's a he he has the he has the ability to haul in the deep ball. So if you're if your team looking for a guy that can get open and get separation, he can do that. Um, he is a he is a little bit bigger wide receivers. Most wide receivers that you see are about 5'11", about 185 pounds. He's different speed. He's a he's like a 5'11", 200 pound type wideout. He's very similar to Robert Woods, the former Buffalo Bill, and um, and the, now the Rams with the Rams. 
Um, he can get open. He has no problem getting open. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think he's going to end up being one of the biggest steals. I don't think he'll end up getting drafted. I think he'll be a priority free agent type of player. But if they would have thrown him the ball more, he would have easily he would have easily had 1,000 yards. Um, they you, obviously that's a huge running game, um, a running team. They had a young quarterback. But if you go back and you look at his junior year, he, he was a third team All American. I mean, All Mac selection. Um, this this past year with less stats, he actually was a second team All Mac player. So it's kind of crazy when you sit there and look at it. He only found Pater twice. You know what I mean? He he's a top he's a top wide receiver that no one's talking about. I, I'm really high on this kid. I think that. He's a Jefferson uh, – he played at Jefferson High School, I believe, in Tampa, Florida. He's a, They've been recruiting real heavily down here in Florida and in the DMV area, the, the Bulls have. And, uh, yep. he, he's a great kid um, off the field. Everyone tells me he's just a humble kid, and um, I, I'm a, I like him. I, I wish he could get drafted. I don't think he will get drafted, um, but I do think he will be – he will get a shot, and I think he can turn heads. I really do. I completely agree with that. I think he's got really underrated ball skills in terms of like one-on-one and the 50-50 ball. He's just absolutely unbelievable. If you looked at his junior year, he seemingly never missed, you know, when when Van Trees would throw him the ball, you know, back corner of the end zone in a one-on-one 50-50 situation. He almost always came down with it. He was just absolutely tremendous in that aspect. So, like I said, I think you're right. And I think if they threw him the ball a little bit more, that we'd be talking about him a little bit more as maybe a, a later round draft pick coming out of UB. Well, I agree. And I, I can't wait to see what his 40 time is going to be at this pro day. Everyone's going to be there to see Jarrett Patterson and Koontz and, and Coyote. But I'll tell you what, man, Antonio Munn, Nunn might be the, the, the showstopper when he gets through there because he is quick. You can see it in his, you can see it in his route running. You can see it in his uh, deep balls. I mean, he, he can get off the he can get off the ball quick, so it's going to be interesting to see how quick he really is. What do you think his forty time is going to be? Just looking at him on on you know and game day and, and rewatching some of the games, I think he's probably about a four four five guy. I was going to say four four eight just off of film, just off of what I'm seeing. Obviously, in film's different, but and that's with pads on too. Yeah, but I I, I think he's definitely a four four guy. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he's low four fours because he definitely can get away from people. So he, he's a speedster for sure. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to, to seeing him in his pro day and seeing how many heads he can turn and seeing if he can really, you know, raise his draft stock. The next yeah, guy. I, I can't, can't wait for that. He's, I'm telling you, he's going to burn. I don't know how fast he's going to be, but he's going to burn. Absolutely. The next guy I want to talk about was a guy you just mentioned. The offensive tackle for the, the UB Bulls was Coyote uh, Aosika. Um, he played both right tackle and left tackle in his career for the Bulls. I believe he just moved to left tackle this past season and, again, just did a tremendous job with that offensive line who seemingly always opened up holes for that run game. Uh, he's definitely the most underrated player in the draft. I don't even care what anyone says. I'll compete that, and I know I'm biased because I'm a Bulls fan, but he is so underrated. When you watch him on film, he's gross. He's a mean blocker. He's awesome in the run block. He may be the best run blocker in the entire draft. Um, he's a three-year starter. You were right. He's been a team captain, I think, for the past two years. He did move around the line. He played right and left. He was at right tackle last year where 
Um, if I'm not mistaken, the entire season, I think they gave up eight sacks, which is their career low, and he didn't allow one. So, I mean, that's that's pretty crazy to think that his entire junior year at right tackle, he didn't allow a sack. And then you go into his season last year, he allowed one sack. And um, his versatility to be able to play left and right tackle is NFL teams are going to love that because they're always looking for a swing tackle guy. I personally believe he'll be kicked interior. Um, I believe he'll end up being a guard at the next level because of his athleticism. Because yeah, I think he's pretty athletic for a big guy. Um, you have to remember this is the team that this offensive line ranked second second in the entire nation this season. Second in the entire nation, and, and this this kid's going to be a steal. I got him going in like the fifth round. Um, I think. I think he reminds me a lot of Billy Turner, the former small schooler from North Dakota State that plays on the Packers. Um, because of his athleticism and his run blocking, um, I think NFL teams that are looking for a run blocker are going to jump all over him because I believe that he can play multiple positions. I wouldn't be shocked to see him play four positions on an offensive line, and he's already shown that he can do it at a high level, and I think NFL teams will be all over that. Well, that's definitely good to hear when, when you talk about UB's offensive line. They did get a little bit of national attention, obviously, you know, when they would when they would play, you know, on ESPN and whatnot because of how good they were and the fact that they weren't giving up sacks. They At one point, uh, a couple of years ago, they were like the only offensive line that hadn't given up a sack through like six or seven games or something incredible like that. It was, and him being a part of that is crazy good. Like, I... I can't believe how far the Bulls have come in such a short time. And, and to have talent like this coming to Buffalo is just really exciting. Having these guys being talked about in the draft is really exciting. And I was going to ask you, you hit the point that I was going to ask you about, which was his athleticism. You know, like I said, I, I don't have too much access to these guys' game films. So obviously, I just kind of rewatch the games and, and do my best to try to find as much. Um, game action as I can for these guys when I when I go and do my own little scouting of them I was going to ask you about his athleticism he didn't seem overly athletic at times when I watched him but other times he just seemed like an absolute freak animal (laughs) at left tackle so I was going to ask you but you you hit right on that he's big strong mean and an athletic guy that can play all over the offensive line so uh, I look forward to following his career as he gets into the uh, the NFL here He's going to be there. You can bank on it. <laughs> so let's talk about a guy that did get a fair amount of attention from, you know, a lot of people when I'm, I'm watching the, the telecast and whatnot when the Bulls are playing. And, and that the guy is uh, Malcolm Koontz. He was the, the DN for the Buffalo or the Buffalo Bulls. And he got a lot of play in 2019. I think he was second in the MAC in sacks. He had uh, 11 sacks, I believe. In 2019, and uh, five in 2020 in the the six games that they did play. He's an absolute monster getting after the quarterback, um, but I think a lot of people kind of underrate him in actually the uh, the run game. He had 22 and a half tackles for loss um, in his four years at UB. What are your thoughts on him, and you know what are what do you believe his chances are of getting drafted? Um, I, I believe he'll be the highest draft pick of all the UB Bulls. Um, and when I say that, I, I, yeah, I believe he'll go higher than Jared Patterson. Um, the reason that I bring that up is because he's a 6'3", 250-pound edge rusher. Um, it's very hard to find. 
especially guys that can get after the QB. He's shown that he can do that. You, you were right. He did lead the Mac, I believe, in sacks for um, in 19. And then I think in 20, he did have uh, five sacks in, in six games, which is insane. But he didn't, he didn't come to Buffalo, the, 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 you know, just like everybody else, just right out of high school. He had to end up going to a prep school, which was Milford Academy. Um, and the cool thing about that was probably his grades probably weren't great. So he had to go to a prep school to get his grades up before he could come to the UB Bulls. And I think I think that extra time and that extra opportunity to see that he had to work hard in the classroom to get to where he's at today, I think that's a lot more impressive than anything that he's done on the field. It's very hard. This is not a this is not a slouch of a kid. He played at Peekskill, I think. Um, I think he's from Peekskill, New York, if I'm not mistaken. It's something to that nature. I think yeah. that's the name of it, Peekskill. Um, and he was a state champion there. He led his team to an undefeated record. They ended up ha- they ended up going all the way to the state championship as him for him as a senior. The kid, he, he reminds me a lot of the Super Bowl champion Shaq Barrett. I actually had time to break down Shaq Barrett's film. And if you if you watch Malcolm Coots, they're the same type player. They have this extra uh, go button, which which is like, I don't know if it's a speed burst or what it is, but like when you feel like they need a big play, Malcolm Coots seems to be there. Whether it's to be stripping the quarterback, whether it seems to be stopping a run play in the backfield, um, he's definitely, to me, he's the best prospect on this thing. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he goes. Uh, late second round, early third round. I think he could go that high um, because the pass, the pass rushers in this draft class are kind of weak. And mm-hmm. when I say that, it's not a great defensive end class. Yeah. Um, if you can get a kid like Malcolm Koontz in the third round and he can get you five to seven sacks off of his, you know, where you're not spending a first-round pick, why wouldn't you do that? You, you've Absolutely. seen what a four-man pass rush can do with the Tampa Bay Bucks, Right. And, and, I mean, look at Shaq Barrett was an undrafted kid, undrafted. And this yeah. kid was franchise tag last year. Malcolm Kuntz is that same type of player. They have a different button to them. And to me, to me, because of his journey and the where he's at, he's just a grinder. He gets it, he wants it, and he's not going to be told no. And I love that about him. Absolutely. He, he's just been an absolute monster for UB, and he did it this year also. I, I don't know if a lot of people were talking about maybe he couldn't do it with, with an elite pass rusher on the other side, which the Bulls had. Taylor Riggins on the other side, and he got a, a whole lot of uh, national attention also, but he was hurt essentially all season for the Bulls, so it was just Malcolm Koonson. He still was able to rack up five sacks in 2020 for the Bulls in a season in which they, like I said before, got into the AP top 25. So, you know, I, I, it is a little surprising, you know, obviously to hear somebody say that he could potentially get up into the second round of the NFL draft. You know, there's not, there hasn't been a whole lot of Bulls that have gone that high uh, in the NFL draft. So, you know, I'm, I will defer to your expertise on these smaller school guys and, and whatnot. You know, to, to hear that is still pretty cool, and uh, I really hope that you are right in that sense because he's he is watching him come around that outside. It's got to be terrifying for any tackle that he goes up against. Well, his first step is 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 insanely fast, and that's the problem. I mean, a lot of these guys they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do with it. these offensive tackles in the Mac aren't that great either. Yeah. So I don't want to like give them too much credit, but right. um, you know, when you're looking at his specimen and what he looks like, 
in his attitude. I think Kuntz is going to come up. I think I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if he does go. I mean, it wouldn't be a shock to me. Um, I, in the beginning of the season, I had talked to five or six NFL teams that had Malcolm Kuntz as a second to third rounder. So, you know, I mean, I still believe he's at that same spot. I believe he showed exactly what he needed to this year. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if he was taken that high. I think he will be the highest draft pick though of the Bulls. So that's just my. Yeah, I would say that is that is a surprising thing because obviously we're going to talk about you know the guy who put up video game like numbers in the past two seasons for the Bulls, and that is the one person that everyone has seemingly talked about. He's gotten so much play nationally and obviously locally. He's an absolute stud and the best running back that has ever come through the city of Buffalo for UB bar none. I mean, I really believe that he's absolutely incredible to watch. I did have him on my podcast last year before the bulls played. He's a, he's a great kid, very humble guy. And you know, Jared, obviously we're talking about Jared Patterson here and he is, he's just so much fun to watch when I watch him. What do you see when you watch him play? Yeah, he, he definitely is. He's the most exciting Buffalo Bulls player to enter the draft probably since Khalil Mack um, as far as the hype and, and the buildup. Um, to finish the year with 1,000 yards plus with just six games and 19 touchdowns, the crazy thing is you look at it, when you look at his stats, he had 19 touchdowns two years in a row. Last year he played in every game. This year he played in six games and he did the same amount of numbers. The wild thing is he had 1.8 more yards per carry this season, which is like when you're looking at a statistics of a player and you're running seven yards, 7.6 yards a carry. Are you kidding me? A damn near first down every time you touch the ball. Right. I, I love it, but I think he has some knocks. And I, yeah. and, and I, and I say this because they're going to give him the same knocks that they gave James Robinson from the Jaguars. Uh, he, he's not the fastest guy, right? He's not, he, you know, he, but he is hard to bring down. He's built like Ray Rice. Yeah. Um, you know, they have the range. They have, you know, if you go back, he's been, he's never stopped running the same way. Go back to his high school. He played in Maryland, St. Vincent Pagliotti. He had 2,000 yards rushing in his senior year with 23 touchdowns. Look at his stats right now. They're, they're damn near identical. I mean, not 2,000, but 1,000. And then you add the 23 touchdowns, he's had 19. He's been doing this for years. He's been there every single year. He's been balling for, for the, for the Bulls. But, when it comes down to it, he's like a veteran in the college ranks. He's a veteran because he understands the system. Yes, he's been blessed with a good offensive line, but if you watch the games, you know he's getting the ball. If you're the defense, they run him, they run him the ball like 25 to 40 times in a game. Right. You know he's getting the ball, and they still can't stop him, yeah. which means one thing. That, that's, that's hard. That's determination. He has everything that you want. The only thing – that people are going to crush him on is his speed. Yeah. And, and I think if you go back and look at James Robinson coming out of Illinois state, he was the same type player. You know, he wasn't the fastest guy. Oh, but can he catch out in the backfield? They don't utilize him. Yeah, yeah, the right, the right. bulls don't utilize Patterson the way that they should. Yeah. Cause he can catch out the backfield too. Absolutely. But if you look at James Robinson, look at what he did in his first year with the Jaguars, he tore it up. And I think Jared Patterson is going to be the same type player. I think Jared Patterson ends up going in the fourth to fifth round, and I think he will be a draft pick. But I think the biggest knock on him and the biggest question mark, I should say, is going to be 
his speed. But at the end of the day, look at Zach Moss. He's a bigger back. He's not the fastest. He was drafted. Devin Singletary's not big. He he can run. Obviously, I'm talking about my Buffalo Bills too. Right. But you know, at the end of the day, they're not speedsters, but they were still drafted. And, and I think Patterson's going to bring that to the table. He's he's a little bit bigger than Ray Rice, but they have similar running styles. They're very hard to bring down, and um, they may not be the fastest guys, but they will abuse you if you if they keep running the ball, and that's what he does. Yeah, he's. He just—he was absolutely something else. He was like uh, a bit of a revelation. Obviously, the fact that he didn't get a whole lot of D one attention coming out of high school, and you know everyone kind of knows the whole story with him and his brother, you know about them wanting to go to school together and and whatnot. And it really worked out absolutely tremendously for UB and Jared Patterson. It was like almost like a match made in heaven for them to to offer Patterson and have him come here and just light it up from his freshman year to his junior year. I don't know what he would even do if he if he would have stayed for his senior year. And I think that we all kind of understood that he wouldn't stay for his senior year after such a tremendous last two years. You know, this is probably got to strike while the iron's hot kind of thing. Um and I think I think his ears were ringing a little bit because I was writing down about I don't know if I put something on Twitter or whatnot, um, but I said something like he's going to be like a four six guy, maybe a four six five when I watch him run. And he put up a post that said I ain't running no four six with a picture of him working on his forty yard dash. So <laughs> it, it was just a cool little thing that I seen maybe right after I did that. So do you think that it would? boost his draft stock if he ran like say a like a four five five or something like that maybe oh, a- absolutely absolutely if he runs under a four like a four if he runs a four five nine yeah that's fast fast enough in the nfl right i don't know what he's gonna run i don't know because there's no combine so we don't know what they're gonna do we don't we know they're doing pro days are they gonna do laser times if it's a laser time he might run a four seven because lasers are different. I don't care what anyone will sit there and say, oh, lasers, right? No, it's not. Hand times are the best times, especially because you see the movement. You can see the movement yourself when you're hand timing. Right. If you're looking at a laser time, it goes off the first movement. And that could be just a hand coming down before a first step. So there, yeah. there's a lot of different things. Um, Jared Patterson, if he runs a 4-5 plus, he, he'll, he might go in the third round. Um, I, I think, though, that the, the running back class – People have gotten um, used to taking running backs later. They're not going to jump on them early. I don't think you'll see Najee Harris or Travis Etienne end up going until probably the end of round one, maybe early round two. Yeah. I don't see them going top 15, you know, because yeah. running backs. Right. It's a running back. You know, look at James Robinson was an undrafted guy and went for over 1,000 yards. You don't need a running back, you know, uh, the way that they, they, they do draft them. So I think that – their value's been pushed down a little bit. They are necessary, but unfortunately, that's the way it works. So I don't know. Yeah, in today's league, running backs aren't, you know, they say they're kind of a dime a dozen in terms of running backs, you know, but yeah, you can kind of find them anywhere. So that kind of, like you said, that's going to kind of push even guys who are elite level running backs, it's going to kind of push them back down a little bit further in the draft. Guys, much like Jared Patterson, who you know, maybe 10 or 15 years ago might have been a, a solid round two, maybe even late round one pick. He's going to go probably the third or fourth round for, you know, in the NFL draft. So, but 
Hey, man, I want to say thank you again for joining me. This was a lot of fun. I am very grateful that that people are willing to get on and, and talk some UB Bulls with me, you know, get as many ears on the Bulls as we can, get as many eyes on the Bulls as we can, and try to see if we can't build Western New York into a, a destination spot for a lot of these recruits. Well, that's my hometown, man. So, you know, I got to – I got to do everything I can to pump up the city of Buffalo, man. They have the best people in the world, best food in the world. I miss it. Can't get pizza logs in Florida. Let me tell you, but, um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what, man, Buffalo's done a great job recruiting. They're going to continue to do a great job recruiting. They have a great head coach. Um, he comes from where the small schools, baby. And, uh, I think, I think they're going to do great. And I, and I, you know, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. Re- remember this. James Patterson is the next one to watch. That kid's tough, and um, Jared's brother, and uh, I I can't wait to see what he does. So um, I'm a fan of his. I'm a fan of the the Patterson family. They're great people, and um, we had a little help to get Jared Patterson and James Patterson to Buffalo, and that was his coaching staff from high school. You know, somebody went to UB, so it's pretty cool, man, Uh, and I'm glad we were able to land them at the Buffalo Bulls and uh, Malcolm Koontz, and I'm telling you, man, Coyote's a stud. Don't sleep on that kid. Uh, but I can't wait. This is a great draft class, and I, I, I do, and I, and I hope that Buffalo Bulls are continuing to stay on the map because I like to watch them on TV in Florida, and it's hard to watch them when, when they're not doing good. <laughs> exactly right. One, one quick question. Do you think there's a, any realistic possibility of UB transferring into or potentially getting themselves into, like, the, the AAC or anything like that in the football and basketball program programs to kind of boost, you know, their recruiting and, and things like that. You know what? I, I, maybe, I don't know. You know, these schools are so um, iffy and funny sometimes, you know, they, they, you know, I think the Mac provides something that's pretty special to the bulls. Um, and, and that's them, them games on ESPN midweek. And I think that brings a lot of value because, who would a lot of people wouldn't know of Miami of Ohio or they wouldn't know of the UB Bulls if it wasn't for Maction. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. having that Mac game on midweek. And I think that's a positive thing. It's kind of like Boise State in their blue field. If they didn't have a blue field, no one would go to Idaho to play football. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I mean, so I just I just sit there and I look at it and I go, Wow, you know, it's kind of something that's an attraction. So the Bulls need to stay there and just and kind of jump on that. You know what? I mean Look, when you become great at that spot and you're dominating everybody and you continue to dominate, then you think about moving up. Right now, they haven't proven that. So I think that they should stay where they're at, get the publicity that they can, beat the heck out of people, and then move on. Hey, look, we'll take them anywhere we can get them. But, you know, at this point, I think they're in a good spot. And I, I I wouldn't rush anything at this point. All right, right on, man. I appreciate that. Again, thank you for joining me. Where can the people find you on Twitter and uh, your other outlets here? Yeah, we're at Draft Diamonds on Twitter, and we have Instagram account as well. It's NFL Draft Diamonds, and uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, you know, I try to post as much as I can. It's hard, man. You know, we do have we have an awesome team, you know, so make sure if I pump out my team, you guys go follow them. Uh, we have a lot of guys that work hard. They're all the way around the – doing scouting reports and breaking down film and everything. So uh, we'll, we'll make sure we put some tweets out there with all their names on it. So you guys can go check out our team and uh, uh, yeah, couldn't do it without them, man. So they're, they're the, they're the main ones. 
Awesome, man. Again, thank you for joining me, and I hope you have a good rest of your week here. You too, brother. God bless you, man. God bless you also, man. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Yep. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That was Damon Talbot from NFLDraftDiamonds.com. Fantastic website for anything small school related in terms of football. He has everything you need going up into the draft. Once again, you must check out NFLDraftDiamonds.com. Follow him at NFLDraftDiamonds on Twitter and and on Instagram. Um, Again, if you guys like what you're hearing, tell your friends, tell your family. They can hear me on any of the major podcasting websites, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and, of course, Anchor. They can catch me on YouTube, uh, Sports Talk Buffalo on YouTube. They can follow me at uh, Sports Talk Buff One. That's Sports Talk B U F F One on Twitter. They can also email me directly at Sports Talk Buffalo at yahoo.com or Sports Talk Buffalo at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening and have a fantastic week.